Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Black Adam for you. My name is Brown Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Just Paul. And let's get straight into it then for this brand new DC Comics Extended Universe. That's still a thing film, which has been 15 years in the making, if you believe some of the hype this week. is directed by Juan Cole Sierra. Mm-hmm. Sierra. Stars, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who is also a producer on the film, Aldous Hodge, Noah Centineo, Sarah Sashahi, mm-hmm. Marwan Kanzari, Quintessa Swindell, and Pierce Brosnan. It's 124 minutes long. The budget, Wayne, as oh. an estimation. Uh, well, look, isn't the, the going rate for these things around 200 mil? Spot on. $195 million. And we are recording a little early this weekend, so not probably fair to say the budget, sorry, the take so far, just $7.6 million. Oh, and uh, written by Adam, here we go, Sidzekul, Rory go. Haynes, Shorhab Noshrivani. These are three writers? Yeah, three writers for this film. Okay. Okay, Wayne, what is it about? Okay, it's set in ancient Kandak. Which is a place, and uh, it's <laughs> well, in this universe. Well, DC always has fake places. Marvel has real places, right? Uh, so yes, in ancient Kandak, a slave named Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the gods, and so after he uses these powers for vengeance, this is back in the day I'm talking about. Uh, he was imprisoned, and he became Black Adam. Then, nearly five thousand years later. Black Adam has gone from man to myth to legend. He gets freed by a woman using runes and incantations and shit. And now he starts busting out rage and wailing on oppressive soldier motherfuckers and the like in modern-day Kandak. His unique form of justice is challenged by modern-day heroes Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Atom Smasher, and Cyclone, who formed the Justice Society, which is like a dollar store Justice League. (laughs) And the Justice Society think killing is wrong, even though for some reason the Justice League kill people all over the place. So, whatever. Uh, And that is the film. (laughs) All right, then. uh, That 7.6 million, by the way, just came from Thursday Night Previews, which apparently is the highest solo outing of Johnson's career. Oh. And it beats Shazam's 5.9 million, so it's probably going to do fairly well. Audiences polled by CinemaScore, given that score first, gave the film an average grade of B plus on the A plus to F scale. On Rotten Tomatoes, this one has a 42% approval rating on 201 reviews with an average score of 5.1 out of 10. And on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average of just 41 out of 100 based on 49 critics indicating mixed or average reviews. Mm. So with big thanks to Universal Pictures and Warner Brothers for the tickets to the advanced screen that we got to go to the other night. Thank you, Evie and Beck. Wayne, what did you think of Black Adam? Okay, so this took so long to come out, I initially thought it had been mothballed, Mm. because, like, whatever. So I will say the film itself walked in, and I knew I had seen a trailer and forgot it all because of me. So I I didn't forget it all. That will come around in spoilers. Okay, see, I forgot it all. So I'm like, okay, the whole thing is fresh for me. Now, the film. The Rock carries the film, as one might imagine, from the lead. I think the two cool thing, coolest things about the film were The Rock and Dr. Fate. That's just me. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, definitely. I'm with you on Dr. Fate. And uh, I'm a little torn on The Rock. The Rock. Look. Because I, he's not bad in the role. No. But he's very one note. What I think is happening is that he clearly seems to be having fun in the role. But there's not much of his charisma there. No, because he's, he's such an earnest, yes. straight down the well, line the, the character. Way they, yeah, the way they wrote the character is that he's just, you know, he's he's an ancient whatever that's woken up, so he's he's not quipping necessarily. He does a bit, but like he's got for the first part it's like your magic is weak. You know this kind of this that he's kind just of thing. He's glowering. Yeah, he's glowering, he's just doing that. So 
I think the fun of the film is seeing him dispatching motherfuckers and not caring at all. That's kind of cool. So Zero Remorse is fun to watch. The action sequences, Paul, they were good, but but nothing you haven't seen before. More importantly, there is some hyper-kinetic editing going on here. It's hard to follow what's going in some of these actions. Really difficult. To well, follow. what they yeah, what they it's do over edited. This is Michael Bay editing levels. There's cutty cut cut. Oh, cut 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 for cut, sure. Cut, cut, cut. But like what like the the way that they make him they show you his power, the way he dispatches baddies is sort of he flits towards them and then punches them and like like he kind of mm-hmm. a little bit like the Flash except Pat Flash can't punch like that. Yeah. So that's like okay. I mean that doesn't look bad, unless but it, unless it's a defenseless woman in Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> He's, he ain't no Ezra Miller. Uh, but he, it's, it's, um, did you think, though, this is something that I noticed about the film straight away. It's set in this sort of very sandy kind of, or very oh, arid kind of fake Middle Eastern, fake country. Middle Eastern country, right? Yeah. As a result, I don't know if it was a filter they're using over the thing or the way they chose the fit. It's very, a bit muted. Like, it's not the brighty, like, sort of, I, I don't know it's not a Marvel film, but it's not the rich colors on purpose, I think, that they're, they're making it look sort of, a little bit dank at places, okay. especially Didn't when really it's really pick out. that one up myself. But okay, yeah. And so I'm sitting there going, I, I, um, the monotoneness or nature of that it took something away for me. There is a lot going on in this movie, oh. a lot, and it's a long one. I think the third act is kind of an odd choice, my personal thing, which we'll get to. But all in all, I would have expected a bit more from 15 years of work or whatever. Yeah, I don't know that it quite got there. Yep. I don't know that it quite impressed me and. It was a fun time. If it had been a, we say this all the time, a little shorter, I think it would have been punchier as such. But I don't think you can make the film that they're presenting here. I don't think you can make any shorter. Yeah, because they he, here's the problem. Go on. I think maybe what you're driving at, maybe, maybe it's just my my view, which is this is what it is. Please, there's too much happening in this movie. It is frenetically and relentlessly yes. paced. It is big action sequence followed by a tiny bit of inane expository dialogue followed by a massive action sequence mm-hmm. yet again. And we get no room, none at all, for these characters to breathe. Why the hell are the Justice Society just parachuted in here? And I know nothing about any of these characters. I'm not the comic book reader slash nerd. I didn't even know the Justice Society was a thing. I'm like, Justice Society? What is no. the Justice League? Look, I'm a nerd and I didn't really know right, either. So I'm like, Hawkman, he's straight out of Flash Gordon. Where did he, how did he get here? Hawkman is a Thanagarian who's he's actually an alien. So he is from fucking Flash Gordon. Yeah, pretty much. There's actually Hawkman and Hawk Girl that was in. They were in the. They were in you know, Super Friends back in. in I the, just kept waiting for Brian Blessed to show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that's the thing, though. Right? This is my, my bigger issue with this. Black Adam's alive. Exactly. Now <laughs> he's got the whole suicide. Was it oh, that Amanda Waller thing where yeah. she goes, "I'm putting a team together," uh-huh. and then it's like, "Who's a, in the team?" That was a weird kind of throwback well, as well. On one hand, I like that the the DCEU, they've still got those folks in there. A little bit of consistency. Yeah, because it's like, there's a really weird through line with DC movies where it's like, what are we going to use from the stuff we already did? But now we're not. Well, it's like Justice League, like I said, Justice League hates killing people. I'm sorry, Justice Society hates killing people. But Justice League does it all the time. So what exactly is the hierarchy here? That whole thing where it's like, who's on your team? Well, I got Dr. Fate. Fair enough. He's pretty gangster. Well, Hawkman is somehow very strong. I'm sorry, in the comics, he's not that guy. He's just a bit stronger than other people. Right, and can he's fly. Not, and can fly, but like using the wings and shit, mm-hmm. not exactly. And then it's some motherfucker, like basically, you know, Ant-Man, <laughs> essentially, right? It's Ant-Man plus Spider-Man. Ant-Man basically. plus a chick who's like hot. 
That's it. <laughs> I, I just like who. What exactly is the criteria for you putting this team together to to, to come up against essentially a god? A cyclone. That's right. Cyclone. Right. So yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, that's it's just very ragtag. Like it's like, hey, Hawkman, is your power that you're really rich because and then can fly? Yeah. <laughs> like because well, well, even more than that, it's like. So Amanda Waller's got the Justice Society at her disposal. Why the fuck does she ever use a Suicide Squad? Exactly! <laughs> the Suicide Squad would get their panties kicked from like Black Adam. And also, why can't you just use fucking Justice League? If you know you've got this great big mutated starfish that could basically destroy the world, why would you send a bunch of convicts in to kill them? That's already bullshit. Like, and the only reason- If you've got the Justice Society yes. in reserve. Like, or or could... the Justice League, for that matter. Well, the the the, the Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. the James Gunn one that we liked, the only reason that was good is because it was a gag. It's like, it's yeah, like the I, whole thing is, yeah. I'm fine with, if that film exists on its own, right, we don't really have, I mean, maybe one- I guess my point is it doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. Really and I don't work. really care about that. It doesn't lower my score or whatever. No, else, no, it's, it's like an well, odd it's a TV thing. Show. It's a, and it's, I know. Oh, what about when fucking Marvel's fighting and someone, Captain Marvel's off in the other side of the universe? But we don't explain where everyone else is. Good point. Yep, it's the same. But it kind worked of because thing. The, because the rest of it was interesting enough to hold your attention. You see. Yeah. This here, it's just kind of oddly. Why would yeah, yeah. Well, there's three movies here. Yeah, you're I right. think. Well, I the think... first movie is Black Adam's origin, yep. which we get smushed into a ten minute segment at the start of this film, if you will, mm. with a little asterisk next to it that we'll come back to in spoilers. Yep. And then we get the Justice Society introduction. It's not an origin. Through dialogue, we, we're meant to glean bits and pieces about these four characters, but mm-hmm. but we've seen none of their powers develop. We don't understand why Doctor Fate's so powerful, or why, as you say. Hawkman has all his King Dick stuff or anything along those lines or why Cyclone has the power. Oh, she she mentions in one line of passing. Yeah, they talk about how she was... But I'm like, that's that's a different movie. Well, I believe if you're writing this film, Paul, and you're going, okay, so we've got Black Adam. He's obviously the title character. We've got this, the setting is this Middle Eastern country. Where do we find conflict if we're trying to give you a bait and switch? Got, with, your, got your answer. Justice, Justice Society needed to have its own movie first. And those characters should have been established through there and their relationships, and we should have cared much more about all of them. The only one who really does a good job, as you mentioned, is Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Yeah, he's cool. Yes, he is the the DC equivalent of Doctor Strange. But as David Powell, patron extraordinaire, pointed out to me, Doctor Fate was created before Doctor Strange. Yeah. Or if anyone's copying anyone, it's the other way around. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, as it again, Thanos non, came after Darkseid. So it's like comic yeah. book nerd. I you know whatever. Point is. They've not been around long enough, nor do we give a shit about any of them enough to care when they go up against Black Adam. Well, here... Yeah, exactly. It's just meant to be, oh, look, big punch, big fight. Oh, wow. Things are being destroyed. Well, that's the problem. You see, they're trading off any goodwill the audience might have for these characters. Or, even if we don't know anything about these characters, we want you to endear you to them in this film. Now, I think that if, for all of the Justice Society's problems... They needed something in there. They needed something to for, for Black Adam to pal up to. It was just him and the girl. Is, maybe three films is too much. Maybe it should just be two films. Justice Society film, Black Adam film, Justice Society would now weigh in as the way they do here. A little less emphasis on the big fighting. A lot more emphasis on the villain and what the fuck he was doing and how that all plays out. And then they, as they do in the film, which we won't, I won't say any more than I guess, that. I guess it's the yeah, I mean, look, I, again... This, I, this is too rushed. It's too bombastic. There's too much going on in terms mm-hmm. of action. There's not enough in terms of characterization. And therefore, this film's a mess. That's basically where I land. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read this review that said, Johnson is not the problem with Black Adam. The issue is with everything else happening on screen around him. Even by the DCEU standards, it's a mess in a cape. <laughs> right? So, right. 
And I think that's the thing. The given the years that this was in development, the fact that it came out a little disappointing. It, well, it's not disappointing. It's just that it's disappointing. It was unremarkable. I yeah. I don't think it's disappointing because it's exactly what I expected. A yeah. mid-tier superhero film, which wasn't going to blow my mind, nor was I going to be hating on it. And I don't hate on it. I just think it could have been so much better than what it was. So. You know what they need but to I wasn't expecting it, so therefore it's not disappointing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. DC, the only time the it's not the DC, just DC characters that Warner Brothers has has had success is when they're making these Martin Scorsese ish arty fucking like the Joker. Batman and the Joker and stuff like that. And that's I don't know if you can do that with Black Adam because he's obviously like this. Wasn't like, he meant to be Shazam's villain? He's uh, he's got the same power. Initially, he was. Yeah, he came before Shazam, and then he killed all those wizards except one, and so that one wizard made Shazam. Shazam. So he came before that, but even in the comics, they turned him and made him sort of an anti-hero. So So that is all fine, but uh, I guess everything else is a spoiler. All right, well, we'll hold everything else to the spoiler. I just really want to also double down on the criticism of the editing of this movie. It is nauseating at times, and you're normally you're someone who shits on or rags on Michael Bay. I can't believe you didn't think the same thing here. I don't think it was somehow. This is your mile twenty two fucking <laughs> tunnel vision coming through again. The thing I noticed was not necessarily the, the the high cuts, but what seemed to come off as a lack of finesse for me. Right, like it was definitely it was because of the editing. It was because well, of all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But like me, I'm going oh okay. Like it's this is clearly an, an expensive film. Oh yeah. But the handling of the action and a lot of other things made it look not that expensive. Does that make any sense? I don't know what it is. It was just it just yeah, you really didn't like the way it was presented. I had no issue with that. So. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I, I wanted to add is I don't think this film was particularly funny. It tried, I would say, twenty percent of the gags land, and we were in a packed cinema. There wasn't a lot of people laughing and really getting into the vibe. Of the no. Film. In fact, I think I remember commenting to you as. The film sort of started. I'm like, the vibe is really flat. Well, I don't think they wrote that many jokes, Paul. I, well, I'm saying, missed them all. There might have been 15. That's, there was 15, 16, 17 attempts to be funny. Mm. Like two of them landed. Yeah, you're right. The only semblance of like sort of charm was going to come from The Rock, and his little gags here and there were not that good. Like the little Definitely line not. he said, "Do this line." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, exactly." So good. You know, he does it. Does it at a time. I mean, yeah. Da, 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 da. Whereas yeah, there was a running gag about sarcasm in the film as well, which was tittery worthy once, but they really overplayed it like 18 times. You know what it is? I mean, I mean four times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But The Rock has, I think in order for The Rock to be charming, he has to be a little bit happy. Yeah, Don't well, he? he's got a flashy smile. Yeah, but he's, this character is not no, happy. Exactly. This character's stoic. So, so in a way, they've kind of hamstrung a little bit. his best quality. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, anyway, yes. All right, that's our general thoughts about... Black Adam, not a great film, certainly not the worst. If you want that one, go back to last week's review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get into spoilers on the other side of Jack. You can't handle the truth. And the truth is, this one's going to make a boatload of money because all of these films do, but I don't think it's going to be something that goes down in history as being revered or remembered in an overly positive light. I think the fans are going to be like, eh, okay, next thing, because arguably the best thing about this whole fucking movie is what it implies moving forward. Absolutely. As represented in the mid-credits the closing mid-credit sequence. sequence. Should we just the... jump to that? I think it's the best thing about the film. Go, is please, that weird? All right, please, so go. everyone, you probably know this because the internet told you, but at the very end of the film, after the credits or mid the credits, Waller talks to, via sort of whatever video link up, FaceTime, to, um, to Black Adam <laughs> and says, yo, you best not fuck with me because whatever, you know, you stay there, you don't you leave Kandahar. And he's like, fuck you, I'll do whatever I want. And then she'll say, hey, I got people who can do the same shit you can do. No, what did she say? Oh, she, was, said, she basically said, I got aliens as well. Oh, no, no, she says, I'm like, 
I know people who can stop you because no one on earth can stop me. She goes, oh, I know people who aren't from this earth. Yeah. Which, frankly, I yelled at a little yelp of glee when I see Henry turn up and say, what's up, dog? And then he didn't say what's up, dog. He said, Black Adam, we need to talk. People haven't been this nervous about someone in a long time, right? And he's wearing, and I should mention, he's wearing like closer. He's wearing much brighter Superman colors. Like he's, it's like a bright blue non, non, and stuff. Non Zack, non Zack Snydery, right? And so, and he's looking like, what up? He's, you know, he's, he's fucking Superman, right? So that was already cool. Let's have a talk or whatever. Yeah. That was really cool. And I also think that, like, because the Rock has said this in interviews, he says the whole point of Black Adam is to have him and Superman. I meet, match up, clash, whatever, right? Duke, duke it out. Duke it out, right? And let's face Before it. Before they become mates and, and somehow put put to bed some other calamitous, yeah, yeah. ruinous thing that's, that's approaching Earth, sure. And that's why I think it's, yeah, you said it, what it promises is great. Mm. This has to do well for that to happen. I think it will. You would think, and since there's a Man of Steel 2 coming out, unless Black Adam's in there. Has that been confirmed? I have definitely heard, heard that. Rumors? I've, oh, I've, I've heard that it's been confirmed. He's definitely joining the thing. Directed by Zack Snyder or no, someone else. No, right. I think, I, my understanding is no, no more Zack Snyder. No more Zack Snyder. Oh, they tried that. It, it, it Ooh, makes sense. It makes sense that they wouldn't do that. bingo. They did it three times or whatever, and it was like mediocre results. Except um, his version of Justice League was infinitely better received than Joss Whedon's. It was, but there was so much like context with that. Yeah. because You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, it still didn't do what they wanted it to do. Now, I will say this. For the film, the last act, okay, is basically a bait and switch with the bad guy. You know, there's a bad guy there. He's the, he's he's sort of like underpinning the entire like bad thing. He's a very unimpressive bad guy. Oh, terrible, just very very rote and boring. And and here's where now we can get into a bit more of it. Mm. The characterizations in this movie are terrible, absolutely um, terrible. Why is the woman from what's it called? Kandash? Can can uh, Kandak? Kandak? Kandak. Yep. Why is the woman from Kandak doing what she's doing? Okay, there's oppressors. Why are they there? There's none of this. Her character is a cipher to get the thing, the film going. Yeah, she's, she's a the, catalyst. Sorry, exactly catalyst to keep things going. And her son. Why the fuck does Black Adam bond with the son? Are we meant? To, okay, so here's a big spoiler. Oh, you know why? Yeah, Go because on. he's not the Teth Adam we're introduced to at the yes. start of the film. He's his dad. Which, well done once again to the fucking marketing geniuses at <laughs> Warner Brothers. Stop giving shit away in your fucking trailers. Now, because I forgot it, for me, it was like, oh, okay, that's a term, but you knew it was coming. So, at the, at the very start of the film, the very opening thing, when someone grabs a kid, and I'm like, well, that's clearly The Rock who's been reduced down in size, yep. so The Rock's his dad. Yep. So, when he looks like The Rock later on, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's not him. Clearly, the kid isn't him. It's the dad. Well, I thought... Because, Stupid, oh, because in the trailer, there's a line from The Rock that basically says, they killed my son. I am... Angry vengeance uh, because of that. I'm like, well, uh, fuck. That's the only reason I put two and two together. So this great big fucking third act twist, which is meant to blow your socks off. I'm like, uh huh. I knew that all the way along. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Could you not though, when when uh, take that line? Because when they they supposedly kill the son, the guy brings this big like the he sword down and he disappears. So could it be then? Oh, that's how they killed my son. You would doesn't uh, matter. I guess it's not. Terrible. Yeah. It's just a. a idiotic decision to put that line of dialogue in a trailer. Yeah, I agree. I, well, again, I mean, I didn't suffer from it because I forgot, but that's not a good way. Like, if, you, if you're relying on me forgetting, fine, but not everyone's me. Most people right. are like you. So... <laughs> like, I, I was aghast. Well, this is one thing that I was like, oh, initially I was like, this better not work out, and then it did. So, there's a moment where the bad dude is behind a force field, 
and none of the heroes can get to him, and he has oh, yeah, the boy he hostage, the button right? To, to lower yeah, and then yeah. He, like at the last second, he fires the gun and opens the shield, and the, the rock saves the kid. And I'm like, if they don't explain why he did that, this is a piece of shit. I 100 percent agree with you. I had and the fortunately, same they did. They did. He always intended to die because the crown, which is linked to the opposite of the Shazam wizard, so the the demons, if you will, he has to actually he has to become... die to come back to life as their avatar. Right. And so, like that was on that level fine. But the whole thing where they they mothball the the, the Black Adam in sort of the early third act, and they that girl from fucking Peacemakers there, which was kind of cool actually. Yeah, a little bit of a crossover. Yep. Yeah. And then, so they put him in ice or whatever, or, or in cryo, underwater. Or whatever, underwater. Yep. And then, for the rest, of, for, from that point on, there's no Black Adam. And you might think, well, is that the end of the movie? Is and then it starts going on for a while. I'm like, this has been going on like 15 minutes without Black Adam. And I'm like, no, he's got to come back, otherwise, of course. No. Now of we've course. got another ending that we need, right? Yeah. So then, okay, Doctor Fate tells him to pretty much wake up from remotely and then you know and the the doctor fate fighting the big bad guy with a million with all, like, versions of himself and that looked pretty cool i yep. thought that looked pretty cool yep. and then he comes back and then doctor fate buys the farm and then it becomes a whole thing again something we're really meant to care about and you're doing a minor way because it's pierce brosnan's done a good job of yeah, man, probably the best the of them so. all of injecting a little bit of a little bit of warmth yeah. into this character I could give two shits about every single other person in this, including the kid. And that's what the point I was trying to make earlier on. There's no way, even despite the fact he lost his son, he just bonds with his kid because he's around about the same age. Fuck off. Well, that's their avatar for the audience and the kids in the audience. Oh, still that's dumb. what's going on there. It's just dumb. Yeah. You need to give... You need to, now he's going to risk everything to save this kid? I understand why the mum wants to do that, but like Black Adam, this guy who just hates everything. Mm, yeah, nah. Well, the mum does a, the mum does a weird thing as well by letting the kid into the force field and sh- like like we walking in there with what are you doing like just no like he a, was already in the force he was been kidnapped at that oh, point they were yeah. trying to get to him but she could have um, what did she have she because she was trying to have the crown with her oh yeah she gave the crown to him and then the, and then again the big bad guy is like ah oh, now I'm gonna kill you both because he knows he needs to get Black Adam to kill him yeah so but... he can come back as the ah oh, dumb. it's convoluted and dumb and it might have worked had this guy been again built up and had. We understood his motivations. Like Killmonger in Black Panther. You understood him. Yeah. Yes. And there's not had, yeah. that disparate, those two storylines. Yeah, the ways. best villains are ones where you can actually, you see their point of view and you're kind of like, mm, on a different day I can throw in with that. Yeah, but, exactly. But this film's already two hours long. Like, didn't have time to do that because they're telling at least two films, if not three films worth of story. I reckon this is a three-hour film that they cut back to two hours and that's why the opening starts with fucking voiceovers yeah. and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that, what that I That old happened. crutch. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think the problem here is that you didn't care enough about enough of mm-hmm. the characters. You might care a bit about Black Adam like by brother virtue. gets shot and then one scene later is being repaired by nanobots. Why? Uh, that was to... Because I actually think the brother is probably the most... Like, he's the comedy relief or whatever, but he's <laughs> like... that he is. Yeah, but he's like... He's sort of the likable... Like, I don't know. Is he's he? Not, I mean, in as far as the characters in this film go, he's mm. the guy who's like making jokes and he swats a few fucking zombies or whatever, you know, like well, even that. that it, that's a whole other film itself, right? The dead have been brought back to life and like that could have been a great film. For a scene, yes. And, but it, instead we get two minutes of them swiping broomsticks through these things and turning them to ash. Do you think that this... Rushed. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, that's the, so the problem is the, is the script. And yep. uh, do we think it's been a massively doctored script to do that? Probably. It's just doing too much in too short a period of time. You it, know why? It's think... needed to live and breathe. And once again, we have DC who want to shoehorn in and not put the hard, hard yards in that like Marvel has. Yeah. They want to just go, bam, here we are. Just a side. Are you happy now, everyone? No. Most of us. 
me most definitely included, have no fucking idea who these characters are. You know what this is? I reckon this is the movie version of what results from a studio in financial hardship because... Could be. If, if the DCEU has like one big blockbuster this year and it's this or one or two or three, right? And they mothballed all the other, like the well, Batgirl, Batgirl or the fucking yep. Scooby-Doo and whatever, right? That means it's like, yo, you know how we maybe were going to have a Justice Society movie or introduce Hawkman somewhere else. We're now going to do it in this movie because that's where all of our money's going. Yeah. And that's what's happened, I reckon. So It could be. I mean, Although Batgirl was obviously mothballed a long way after the budget. This, this thing was shot. This thing would have been almost in the can. Probably was in the can by the time that all happened. So, well, Can we just talk about that for real quick? Michael Keaton was in Batgirl. Michael Keaton's in The Flash. I haven't seen his ass because these motherfuckers won't release shit because one, the, the star of one movie's a cunt. And then the other one, I think that Batgirl must have been a piece of shit. Or the idea is that they were, if they actually take the loss, they make more money from it. Well, I don't believe that's, that's possible. No, it is possible because you can actually. What? If you if you've got if you spent whatever fifty million dollars on a movie, million, ninety million, right? A if they went actually this is a piece of shit, which does happen, right? If they say to the uh, IRS, well, we took a ninety million dollar loss on this movie and they destroy it, so no, we'll never make money from this. They can offset any earnings from anywhere else with that and end up ahead. Right. So right. that, that's what I. That, I thought you meant on the film itself. No, but okay. no, 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 no. You mean as a studio? As a studio. As a studio. Okay. Look, fine. That's not fine. I mean, that's disappointing. Could it really have been worse than what DC's already served up to us? Warner Brothers already served up to us in this universe? I just, I find that very hard to believe. Well, I saw some of the, um, some of the off-camera footage of it. I mean, look, it's hard to tell from little show. Yeah, you can't tell. It's not being edited and color graded and special effects put in and score overlaid. You just can't tell. Man, I, reckon, I wanted to see Michael Keaton. I reckon you put. Any of the Marvel, even the most successful ones, Endgame, Infinity War, Black Panther, you you show just the test footage or, or the, the screen before everything else put in there, it's going to look pretty silly and campy as well. Yeah, you're right. It, you, there was no telling, but it would not surprise me. If they thought, you know, this is a this is so gangster, we got to release it. No, obviously, they didn't gonna, like it. Yeah. There's no question. So that's what I'm saying. I, I reckon it probably was shitty. <laughs> I just don't know whether the... The higher-up executives at Warner Brothers have done enough to prove to me that they're capable of making good decisions around these type of things. Well, they got given that new guy they, now. Given what they do have released and the quality of, of what they have released versus, again, they need easy a- comparisons, Marvel. And I know I'm down on Phase 4 of Marvel. Phase 4 has been terrible. But, but Kevin Feige did the thing. Phase and they 1 needed, through 3, yeah. absolute. You know, redefining of the absolutely. Whole they need industry. a Kevin Feige, and they think they've got him, or they've hired someone in that spot. But he's the guy who made the call on Batgirl and Scooby Doo and shit like that. So Scooby Doo, who yeah. gives a fuck who about Scooby Doo? Exactly. <laughs> they just mentioned it in passing. All right. Any final thoughts about Black Adam Wayne? Nah. I yeah. Look, I, I, I it's forgettable. Uh, let's see what they do with it going forward. But also, I just I'd much rather see another Superman movie. Well, I don't disagree i'm not a hater of man of steel so i know where you're coming from mm. there a couple other little i uh, call it easter eggs if you will yeah the kid had posters on his wall of, of superman of superman and wonder woman and batman all that literally the wonder woman poster was the wonder woman poster from the film <laughs> i'm like what so in that so movie in this universe wonder woman has the movie that we've got in our universe well it's, <laughs> you know, i think it's coincidental that the promotional poster for wonder woman happens to look like the movie poster we had and the, there was foreshadowing because when Black Adam wakes up in his room, he does a like a lightning burst and it hits the poster of Superman in the face. So that's the foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, oh, we're going to fight yeah, at some right, stage, I think. Yeah. All right. I think I made every other point I need to. Yeah, I agree. This is a very middling film, which 
It's not not entertaining. I will think. It no, is. I'm not going to say it's you had a bad time. In that it was way, fine. I think it's worth seeing on the big screen if you want to be entertained by action and the like. But if you're looking for story and characters you can really come to care about, look elsewhere because this for me is a 52. Ah, 58 for me. There we are. So basically, very close. I guess I'm technically Negatron, but not worth pressing the button over a six point difference. Never is. <laughs> what? Uh, no. Disagree. <laughs> What did you think of Black Adam? Let us know via email, countdownpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. On Twitter at the Countdown PC, you can like and follow us on Podbean We Host and check out the, the countdownpodcast.com for any other links to everything else Countdown related. Thank you so much for joining us today for this review of the, I guess, the biggest budget film we're seeing till well, so probably far? next summer. Yeah. Not sure what Ant-Man is in, in February, but anyway, probably not $195 million. Probably not. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been a Soundboard. Ballsy. Stupid, but ballsy making the rock have no charisma. We'll catch you next time. See ya.